Nothing to Say, the fans podcast is episode 138. Took a little bit of a hiatus last week, had a lot of stuff going on, uh, but we're back this week. Got quite a few topics to get to, um, some NFL, some NBA, some entertainment. Going to hit all three markets in uh, in this episode. But Sam, um, how was your time away? I know Jenna was gone, so you had the whole place to yourself for like 400 days. How was that? Uh, it was what a time played so much golf um, caught up on every single show the boys Kenobi um, it finished F1 it was able to want, catch a couple F1 turn uh, like races pretty much and it was, it was a good time but definitely glad to have her back yeah, you should have led with that and then no, she'll, the she'll get it she gets it <laughs> But all, all that oh. other stuff was important too. And then the fact that we took this long break uh, last week means that this show is going to be slam packed with everything. Yeah. So topics for today include quick thoughts because we we didn't film right after the draft. We filmed before the draft, and then we, we didn't even break. preview the draft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, terrible show. Um, <laughs> and. Um, so we never got to really give our thoughts, not necessarily on the whole draft, but, you know, it's pretty well known on this show if you've been listening for a while that we're Kings fans. So we never got to give our thoughts on the Keegan Murray selection. Um, so we'll talk about that real quick right off the top. Um, then there was some big news in the NFL with Baker Mayfield being traded to Carolina. Um, we'll hit quickly on the KD and the Kyrie scenario and that debacle that happened. And then we'll wrap it up with the Obi-Wan uh, show thoughts. Um, and then next week, Next week, we'll probably have at least a boys review and um, hopefully a Love and Thunder review as well for four. So, all right. So let's kick it off with the Keegan Murray Sacramento Kings draft pick. So just to recap, the California Classic just recently concluded within the past few days. Um, Murray finished the California Classic by averaging 19.7 points, eight rebounds, 1.3 1.3 steals a game on 51% shooting from the field, including 43% from the three-point line. He led all players in scoring and field goals made 7.7 per game and was second in rebounding. So, Sam, I, before I give my thoughts, I want to give you the floor and what your thoughts were, not only with Murray's performance, but also the your draft night thoughts. What, what went through your head when you saw that he was going to be coming to Sacramento? Yeah, I didn't, uh, I wasn't super aware of really what, (laughs) as he's rocking the Kings, uh, of what Keegan Murray would really look like in the NBA. Um, I think it was promising when it seemed like the analysis coming out was he was one of the most NBA ready skill wise coming out of the, probably the top 10 prospects. Um, And I think we've seen that right from the start. I think he's, him and, uh, Chet Holmgren had probably looked the best out of the really top NBA prospects through early in this summer league. So I think that's a huge sign for the Kings that it really didn't take long for Keegan to uh, ingratiate himself with a longer three-point line. And he's even pulling up for a little deeper than NBA range. And I think that's such an encouraging sign for Kings fans that his um, ability to shoot in college has really been able to translate seemingly early on into his NBA career. Yeah. So I forgive me real quick. I'm going to pull up exactly what the draft order was. Okay. So I have it right here. So I know a lot of people were at least initial reactions were everybody wanted Jaden Ivy from Purdue, mm-hmm. but my whole thought process with that was with Fox and Mitchell and just trading Halliburton. Maybe who knows what the ceilings for any of these guys is going to be. And let's even say that Ivy ends up being the better player, which nobody knows at this point what's how that's going to turn out. The Kings didn't need another guard. They had three, and they traded one of them. So to draft another one, 
when you have somebody who's ready and available at the forward position, which is something you've severely been, um, I understand Harrison Barnes has been a really good addition to the Kings, but he can also play the four. Um, but having a true three is something that they really haven't had in a long time. Um, I mean, the last one that I can think of was like Rudy Gay. <laughs> um, That's true. And, yeah, I think he's definitely the the last one that they've had. Right, and I know that him and him and Harrison kind of are in the same vein in the in the sense that they can play the four as well Keegan I'm sure could if they decided to go really small but he's more of a three um and with Fox and Mitchell I was super happy to see that they drafted a forward I didn't know much about him but I did obviously I did some reading on him that night and my I wanted to hear the reaction from the analyst that's really what I was paying attention to because so many times as a Raider fan you listen and you go, who <laughs> in the first round, <laughs> like everybody, all these analysts have the same name that the Raiders should pick. And then they go, that seemed like a reach. So like it's happened every year. <laughs> um, and to hear the analyst go, this was a really smart pick. He's like, you said, he's very NBA ready. I was like, perfect. That's, I mean, we don't need a guy who I mean every team would want a guy to go out and score 50 points a game but you draft I think I think the smart thing to do is to draft based on your team's needs not unnecessarily what you want and they needed they needed a three um so to have a young front of Fox Mitchell Murray and even Sabonis now um that's a that's a good solid group to to move forward with I don't know what that looks like in terms of record but that's something that I can be enthusiastic about as a fan yeah I think this is the first time in the last decade that they've picked a true forward like a true three um, in the first round I mean all that I can think of is like your Bagley's cousins and um, Papianis at one point and Harry Giles and Jason Thompson and all these big forwards or big on the other guard, side, yeah. it's Fox, Tyreek Evans, um, Stauskas, Ben McLemore. Like it's either clear guards or yeah. clear big men. And now with this guy, he's, I mean, he, with his ability to rebound at least early on, it's only three games, right? Three but it's still, games, it's yeah. still encouraging that he's played. I'd rather him play well in these first three games than play oh, yeah. terrible. And you're like sitting there like, oh, it's only three games. No need to worry. But I think the right. fact that he's really played well is, is super encouraging. Um, I think this is just, it's just something different that the Kings haven't done yeah. in the myriad of first round picks that they've had in the last 15 years that have been high. So um, would I have traded down with the Pacers to the sixth pick if they were to bundle that with Malcolm Brogdon and potentially even draft Keegan Murray there. Who knows? I mean, it depends what Detroit was thinking at five, but the the reports, and they're just reports coming out of the proposed trade opportunities that, especially with the Pacers, because the Pacers and Kings were linked in a couple different ways uh, with proposed trades of a lot of pieces coming towards Sacramento for not a lot giving up. And when that all came out initially, I was like, oh man, that feels like a missed opportunity. But if Keegan Murray per- turns out to be everything that um, Monty McNair thinks he will be, then who are we to even say he's wrong? Yeah. And so and he hit last year on Mitchell. He said the last I mean, two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got a good track record for us. Um, and yeah, so it'd be interesting. I mean, we would never know, but if they could have traded down to six, I wonder, I wonder if that meant that maybe the Pistons were looking at Murray. Yeah. They were just looking at whoever was left of the top five. Cause I think that was the big thing coming into this. The top five was set. It was just what order they were going in. Right. Um, so I, I wonder, I wonder if the Pistons did have an eye on Murray and we're just going to, and we're going to be happy with Ivy regardless. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I felt really good 
<coughs> after that, excuse me. Um, I was like, they, I was like, okay, you filled a position. You filled a gap in the team, a clear gap. And as a fan, that's really all I could have, could have asked for. Like there, there's a problem and you fixed it. So now let's move on to the next one and let's just keep hashing it up until, until there aren't as many holes. Yeah, I think clear strength is – I think he easily plays off of Fox and Sabonis in their two-man game to where if they're drawing a lot of attention, he can sit there and take spot-up threes. I think that's huge. He's already demonstrated an ability to do that, and hopefully he stays hot from three. Um, an area of concern for me is he seems a little slower on the defensive end, and it seems like it's a little difficult for him to stay in front of guys. He's lengthy for sure. But when you start putting him up against the elite of the elite in the small forward position with guys that are going to be packing a lot more weight than he is at this point and are going to be maybe a little quicker as well, I think it's going to be tough for him to initially guard in this league at the three position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have, I mean, the three to me is the freak athlete position of the NFL. Um, They're like the, the midfielders in soccer um Mm -hmm. in that sense so they they're they're the freak of nature they're your lebrons your you know Giannis's, your katie's who can who fit the three position but play one through five um and he does he murray does not play one through five um i think he's got the ability to go up to two if he if they needed to and maybe down to four if they were going really small um but he definitely feels like a traditional three um, in that sense. Um, I mean, we'll see. Everything, everything's encouraging, at least on the front end of of his performance so far in, in Sacramento. So, fingers yeah, crossed. You, I mean, I'm rooting for him. You couple his play with the signs of Malik Monk and Kevin Harder. I mean, everything's looking up in Sacramento. The, the biggest need going into this offseason was three-point shooting, and – it seems like they're answering it a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't want Kings fans to start running out and guaranteeing that that we're going to be in the oh. playoffs or anything like that. I, <laughs> I saw already, that video. Too late. I, you saw that. <laughs> I saw that video and I loved it. Believe me, I was all in on the let's get forty wins or go to the playoffs. All of that. Yeah. Um, and I, I get, and that's what's fun about. Sacramento fans. I mean, we're kind of like hopelessly optimistic every so, season. Um, <laughs> but I showed I showed Jenna that video and she was like, Isn't it 40 wins? Doesn't that mean like you didn't even win half of the games that year? And I was like, Yeah, but the Kings haven't done that in like 15 years. So uh, yeah. 40 wins would be pretty incredible. <laughs> 40 wins would be awesome. <laughs> I would be I'd be ecstatic if they got 40 wins. Um so I mean again. I think all Kings fans would be hoping for, at least in realistic terms, just let's let's make the plan and let's see what we do from there. Like let's give give yourself a chance to be there. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to do this a later date. But looking at the West standings, at least right now, if we're assuming that Damian Lillard is going to be healthy and um, all these teams are pretty much going to go in healthy. Kings are going to have a fight at 10 and nine pretty much if they play their best. Yeah. I think they're going to have a fight at 10 and nine and that's, Oh my God. The West is loaded, especially with Minnesota making that big deal to revamp. I'd still put Utah ahead of Sacramento, even though they lost Gobert. I mean, it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. Well, let's stay in that same breath. I know I mentioned we were going to do Baker after the Murray thing, but we're already talking about the NBA. So let's just continue that talk. There have been a lot of okay, so actually let's back up. The Katie and Kyrie stuff that have been happening. Obviously, that seems like it's gonna blow up. It hasn't yet. It hasn't yet. But that does feel like it's going to blow up. And you know, there have been links to Kyrie going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I know Lillard kind of was trying to oh, magic yeah. wand KD to Portland. Um I don't know where either of them are going to end up, but I mean, you're talking about the fight at 10 and nine. I mean, think about if Kyrie went to the Lakers, the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last year. So now you throw them into the mix. um, I'm assuming. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, you got to count on the health of everybody or if Kyrie wants to play. Um, And hell, (laughs) 
if KD did end up in Portland, oh my God. <laughs> well, if he goes to, it's either. I don't. I don't know if Portland. I, I haven't really heard that Portland's an actual. I don't think it's a thing, but at least the, I know that that was the first place that like was kind of like jokingly thrown out there. And I was like, if he comes to the West, I again like. Well, it's either Phoenix is a real possibility, yep. Golden, State, Golden State, or uh, Miami are like the three Miami. biggest possible. But like Phoenix would be really interesting. That would surely put them over the hump. No doubt about it. And if he yeah. goes back to Golden State, uh, which looking at the package they would have to give up for KD, they're giving up all their depth virtually, yeah. but they're still getting Steph, who's in this extended prime. KD's still pretty much in his prime. Clay's back. Draymond's there. I mean, they <laughs> I just, did it before. <laughs> yeah, I think they would easily be the front runners again. Yeah. God, what would that do? To Durant, well, how would people? I think look he at would. It? I think he would do it out of spite, just to be like, "Oh, he you might. guys hated it when I did it the first time. I'm going to do it again." I don't think he Golden could. State would really want that backlash again, because I think they're definitely in the like the lighter. Light they're in almost. everybody's good graces now. Exactly. Yeah. So if they were to then, and I don't think, I don't think Steph would want that again, because I feel like he's in a different space right now. And he should like people are talking about him differently now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless of where the two end up, if we just bring it back to Brooklyn's standpoint, what a freaking disaster all of this has been. I mean Oh, and they are they are in full on, you know, we are wiping our hands clean of this. We don't even we will trade you all of our draft capital. <laughs> Just take this. Take Ben Simmons, take Kyrie, take KD. We are starting over because that is better than last season. That is not that is so telling. And do, do you blame them? I don't. No. Not no. at all. <laughs> no, if not they, at all. I'm, I'm sure they're definitely, it seems like they would much rather just let Kyrie leave and keep KD. Yes. But then the relationship with Kevin Durant would be because KD and Kyrie are friends. It seemed like they were a package deal going there. Um, who knows how much they're friends now? Cause Kyrie is talking, he's almost in extensions talk and KD mm-hmm. then requested the trade and they're almost yeah. like not in cahoots with this whole thing, but I, that is just such a, it's a no win situation for that organization. Like they have zero power in what's going on because they have invested so much into those two players. And you can't trust Ben Simmons with leading your franchise because the dude hasn't played in over a year and a half. And that's not to say that he couldn't lead you to the playoffs, but the last time we saw him, I mean, you're just going off of what have you done for me recently? And it's hasn't been much. And I think so our generation you know we've had some really good dynasties and ones that should have happened but never did so like the spurs dynasty we caught like the middle and tail end of that was for sure a dynasty we're in the middle of a golden state dynasty we saw the miami heat one that lasted it was a little bit shorter the lebron dynasty i guess the lebron dynasty (laughs) of his own of his own yeah um but then you look at you know the duo and I feel bad because Chris Paul is tied to both of them. But you look at that Clippers team, right? That had that should have won a championship. Definitely should have won one. So that in and of itself, while they had a lot of success, if the end goal is to win a championship, that was a big failure. They definitely should have gotten one. That Houston team with Harden and Chris Paul, that should they should have definitely won one. They were a game away from going to the finals and probably would have won that finals. Um so I understand now, while I understand that both of those two teams lasted longer timeline wise, time line wise, um, the Brooklyn one just feels oh. so much worse because of the caliber of players that they had and how short it lasted. So in terms of, I don't want to pull back any NBA history because again, stuff past, I mean, like, 90s and back wouldn't really be stuff that we could have a lot of knowledge on but from when we were born which is the late 90s to right now 
that feels like the biggest disaster in I have seen in my lifetime for an NBA team. Like it just, it's, they definitely, definitely should have won a championship. And the fact that they just so wholeheartedly underperformed and had so much drama, it just, that's, it's embarrassing for them. I mean, I don't care, but like. Yeah. I mean, once, especially when they had James Harden on the team as well. And it was talked about like this, is this the greatest collection of offensive talent on one team of all time? It may have been. Yeah. That was a genuine for sure question. I kind of liken this team to now that it's seemingly pretty much over um, to that LA Lakers team of Kobe, Dwight, Steve Nash, um, Pau Gasol Mm. on that team of like, that was the super team where you're just putting names together, maybe not necessarily the right time or fit. And then look how that turned out in just one season. That's sort of what this Brooklyn team looks like in a longer length of time. I mean, they, yeah, they maybe could have slipped past Milwaukee a couple of years ago when Milwaukee won the championship, but they ended up not. And it was mostly due to unreliability of their superstars outside of Kevin Durant, except for Kevin played to his standards pretty poorly this season in the postseason. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, it's now, cra- it's crazy that the Lakers even want Kyrie. I get he's, a, he's probably an upgrade over Russell, but the amount of yeah. baggage, like, I think Westbrook had a lot less, has a lot less baggage going for him, even though his play has deteriorated so much. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was a lot, he didn't make nearly as much noise as Kyrie might make if Kyrie doesn't fit in with LeBron and the Lakers. So I think that is, this is such a, I think it's just bringing on so much problems for the Lakers. What a, what a weird look for Kyrie in the sense that, yeah, like you wanted to leave Cleveland and leave LeBron because you wanted your own team. Well, you got your own team in Boston and that didn't work out. And now you went and now you went with your boy KD and then that blew up in your face. And now you're coming crawling back to LeBron. It's like, I don't want to just say that Kyrie is the reason for all of this because i feel like that's too harsh of a statement but yeah. he is a especially common we, denominator of each of these situations especially um, when we don't know exactly what happened in every locker right. room i mean you know it could just be coincidental right so i, I don't want to say that it's solely his fault but he plays a role i mean it just merely on the sense that he was there for all of those instances and he was a leader he's a prominent player yeah yeah and, although I don't know how you can lead when you don't play. So he, um, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I, I don't even want to necessarily bring in the, the vaccine stuff per se. Um, that, it was a big thing though. It was, it was a big thing and it hurt the team in the sense that he wasn't available, but I mean, I don't want to sit here and tell anybody that they, that you need to get the vaccine i mean i could have my opinion on it and if if i were giving him advice i would have i would have said go play for your team and if i was his teammate i would be screaming at him please get vaccinated we need you on the floor but at the end of the day i mean I, you can get it or not that's up to you um so i don't really want to necessarily hold that against him in the whole scheme of things but i mean everything else everything else that i mean the, i mean think about the post-game press conference he had after they got swept um against boston talking about how him kd and you know the general manager they're going to rebuild this franchise from the ground up and all that other stuff and the next day all the analysts were like you really think you earned that (laughs) like you don't deserve a seat at that table and the delusion of that was was very interesting and then to do a full 180 of yeah i want to go back with lebron that's a weird look that's a weird look, and I'm going to be really interested to see what people say in the long run about Kyrie if that does end up happening. And it's such a shame, too, because looking back on those years that he was playing with LeBron in Cleveland, I mean, he was so dynamic he was awesome. as a scorer. I, he was like he was box office for that and rivalry. he still had Golden those State. moments this year. Definitely, but you just yeah. 
like everyone, I think, looks at Kyrie Irving a different way because of pretty much everything that happened off of the court because he played stellar this year apart from late in the year. Yeah. He was playing money and balls out, and it looked like, oh, man, it's Kyrie and Katie are enough for this Brooklyn team to to make it to the finals if they get anything from Ben Simmons. Yeah, and even even through that Boston series, I mean, even when Boston had a pretty significant lead, it was like, don't count them out. I mean, they still have those two guys. You never know. And it just never manifested itself in anything. So, Yeah, one, I think last thing about this, and I think we should make a, um, put something out on our Instagram, uh, n.t.s.podcast. Did I nail yeah. it? Did yeah. I nail it? Okay. Um, something, who would look worse? Kevin Durant, joining the Warriors next year or Ben Simmons coming back next yeah. year. Underscore podcast. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I messed it up. Um, or Ben Simmons not playing next year. Who do you think would get the more hate? Between Ben Simmons not playing next year and KD Open. joining the Warriors. Um, probably, probably KD. And I think it would look worse for KD because the Warriors also just won a championship. Um, it looks so bad. But I think Ben Simmons is a pretty easy target for people to now hate on. I think he is too. Um, that's there's a cat. She's been wandering, wandering the house this whole time. Um, you get out of here. And uh, no, don't don't go up on the desk. Um, but yeah, Ben Simmons is a pretty easy target for most people. But I think I think people just do people dislike Kevin Durant more or Ben Simmons more. I don't. I guess that's the question that really would dictate the answer to your question because I guess I don't have a good sense on who fans dislike more. Well, I, th- I think at that point, if neither player would have any fans, like you would think every opposing fan base may hate Draymond Green, but the Warriors fans love, love. Draymond to death, right? So it's almost like we take that sort of mindset but then neither player has a home fan base that actually likes them. Because I don't think Warriors fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant's back. Cool. I think they would almost hate it. Because it yeah, makes we them did. We're like, we don't need you. I, I oh, man, she didn't like that take. No, she didn't. <laughs> and then Ben, I don't think Brooke, why would Brooke, I wouldn't cheer for Ben if I'm a yeah, Brooklyn fan. He hasn't even suited up. He's no, like Antonio Brown and the Raiders. You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he got cold feet. That was on the nose. Right there. Uh, um, oh, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> that made me laugh way harder than it should. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's a good question. We can put that out there. Um and then if you're listening, go ahead and answer. Uh, I'll put that out um, sometime either on uh, on Friday the 17th or Saturday the 18th. So heads up for that if you're listening and you want to answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out because <laughs> both of those things could happen. Um, yeah. I know that Ben Simmons, I, I think reports are out there now that he's feeling really good and is uh, preparing to play. Did but... he, get, he, get, he got back surgery, didn't he? I Truthfully, I don't know, um, but I know that he on his social media a little while ago, uh, like a week or two ago, posted that he was feeling really good, um, and uh, so, I mean, good sign for him because, you know, having a long-term injury like that, I mean, you would hope that he gets healthy, so. Um, all right, a lot of NBA talk right there. Um, let's switch gears real quick not a ton of not a ton of nfl news at the moment um except for a slightly slightly big story with baker mayfield being traded to carolina not huge news um 
but in the sense that Baker is a, I guess, high-profile quarterback in the sense that there's normally a lot of coverage around him. I'm not saying he uh, because of his play or anything like that, but there's normally mm-hmm. a, normally where Baker is, there's a story. Um, and he now goes to Carolina, where it, I'm assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback. Um, but what that looks like for Carolina, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on what Baker they get, you know. And to be fair, last season he played – he hurt. played last season hurt. So I don't think we can, I don't think you can hold that against Baker. The last time he was fully healthy, he led the Browns to a playoff run. If they get that Baker, then great. I mean, he was third in QBR the year that year and uh, he can be a productive quarterback, but it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like for Carolina. That's it. I mean, with Tampa Bay there in that division, they, they're not going to win. And New Orleans is definitely going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, so I don't know where Carolina fits into all of that, but mm-hmm. I guess Carolina improved in that sense. And at least Baker's off of, you know, Cleveland's payroll. Yeah. I think Carolina is the second best quarterback in the division now. And that that's the trade they had to make. It's either going for Baker or going for Jimmy G and they made the call for Baker. Um, taking on a lot of that contract. Uh, I think the thing with Baker for me is I think the situation has to be perfect for him to have success. Um, And just based off of what we saw in Cleveland, I mean, when they added a lot of talent around him, he played a lot better and at times excelled, but then times when they're struggling or missing pieces, he kind of looked like a mess and Carolina isn't the best spot for for us to sit here and be like, yeah, their offense has got it figured out. Not really. Now, granted, they have they had they had one of the best defenses in the league last year. Um, they drafted an offensive lineman uh, really high in the draft this year. I think it was Iquanu, I think. Um, and I mean, if he turns out to be what they that what they you know hope he'll be then obviously they make an instant improvement in their offensive line they have a good defense um but really you're also counting on the health of christian mccaffrey and that as as much of a freak of nature as he is he hasn't been super healthy relatively recently so it'll be interesting (laughs) and then you have the whole robbie anderson situation (laughs) from uh, a while ago where he was where he you know I guess infamously commented on a post, you know, talking to giving his opinion on his thoughts on, on if Carolina got Baker Mayfield, which was no. Um, but all right, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I wish him all the best. Um, hopefully, I, hopefully he does, he does good things in Carolina and poor Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, um, but he missed his yeah. opportunity. I, I feel like he just kind of missed his opportunity. He did. This is Baker's chance, though, if he wants to prove. Because if he can find success with Carolina, he's going to get a payday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you don't normally see a lot of third chances for quarterbacks. I mean, I know Carson Wentz is on his third chance, but you don't see that very often. So he's got to take advantage of this one. Otherwise, it's probably backup city for for a long time. For a former number one pick. Yeah. Um, all right. So again, that's pretty much the biggest story so far in the NFL, uh, as of recent, um, I, I'm assuming more news is going to come out about the Deshaun Watson scenario. We've got some movement in that case and all of that stuff with some of the suits being settled, but it's not fully there yet. Then no suspension has been kind of uh, handed out yet or anything like that. When that comes out, that'll be huge news. Cause that'll be interesting to see what the punishment is for him. Um, but, you know, the NFL is obviously kind of in a standstill right now. The NBA um, is just got through the draft, working through summer league. Uh, MLB, we'll have to get to some baseball next episode uh, when it comes to talking about sports. Um, no, and we can't then, talk about baseball. The Giants played awful this last week. <laughs> um, so at least expect uh, in the episodes coming forward until some of these major sports uh, pick back up, we'll probably be talking quite a bit about baseball, probably get some F1 in there. Um, we're a closet tennis show, so we'll probably hit some tennis and some golf. 
Um, it may be a little more entertainment, but in terms of the NBA and the NFL, we'll, we'll hit the big stories, but there are other sports going on right now. So we'll, we'll do our due diligence and hit those in the, uh, in the shows going forward. Um, speaking of, you know, what we're going to do going forward, I mentioned entertainment. We never got a chance to talk about the Obi-Wan series and our thoughts on that. Um, didn't, I think it ended just relatively recently, about a week ago or so. Um, yeah, last Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so a week removed from the ending of that show, what did you think of that show, of the Obi-Wan show in totality after the final episode? Uh, the final episode saved it for me. Um, I think it was all over the place at times. And um, I'm just glad they stuck the landing, man. I, I really wish the, the series was a little longer so they could really develop a lot of things because it just it just went and went and went but that final fight with between vader and an obi-wan that seemed like he was back to his revenge of the sith levels um was just really cool to see and then to see hayden um uh behind the mask and really get to talk actually in the darth vader suit i think was really cool um but there's just some parts i think there's some there's some missed opportunities but that for me saved it for sure. Yeah, I think episode one, I was a huge fan of episode one. Um, two was all right. Um, I know the, the scene with Vader dragging you in through the flames was, I loved every second of that, except for the very end when he got, uh, when he made that weird escape, it was like, that just seemed way too easy. Um, I think the third and fourth episode were okay. Um, but the fifth and sixth episode really, really kind of pushed it forward with the with the climax obviously being the end and that last fight between um, Hayden and Ewan. And that was that was a blast. Um, and I think the thing for me that I guess my biggest gripe with the show was when you're taking a character like Obi-Wan and you're making a show just about him. I understand that this was set like 10 years after the third movie. Um, mm-hmm. So he was pretty far removed from using any of his, you know, Jedi abilities. I understand there might be a little bit of rust, but if you go back and you watch the Clone Wars um, and, you know, you watch Rebels or anything like that, um, you'll know that. Obi-Wan was like top tier for Jedi in terms of how strong he was and how well connected he was with the force. So I think for me, like the fat Thor thing in Avengers, I think that Obi-Wan being kind of underpowered and weak, that that lasted too long for me. And I think they hit that too hard. Um, I wouldn't have minded a little bit of rust showing in the first two episodes but it it didn't need to carry all the way um because it almost seemed like he was afraid to pull out his lightsaber um, or afraid to use the force and that he was so disconnected from it and it was like okay maybe it'll take you a little bit but like the whole show up until like the last like two episodes like or really the last episode it's like i think they played that a little too a little too heavy in that sense yeah, they almost relied on it as a uh, a gimmick and a crutch for the show yeah. for um for things to happen. Because if you would, if you if you think about like if he just snapped back into it in the second episode, like so Leia would have been completely fine on all the run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she would have been, and he's he's uh, skilled now with a blaster too. So they could have added that with his lightsaber skills, and I. And like the like the third sister should never have had a problem with her. Like oh I, no, like there's no way, <laughs> no way. <laughs> he jumped down into a in the middle of the droid army to fight Grievous. Yeah, and and we're talking about yeah. That. So where's that Obi Wan? <laughs> like it wasn't relatively speaking. It that wasn't that long ago in Jedi years. Um, I know. I think we we talked about this um, when we spoke about it, but it was like. He was he was probably like 40s, close to 50s. No, he was probably like 
mid thirties, early forties in Revenge of the Sith, maybe. Probably. Um, all that Jedi training, you don't just forget in 10 years. Yeah. Even if you don't pick it up. Like all those reps, if you will, are just gonna be like muscle memory at that point, which I thought yeah. was like, okay, that that's what made disappointed me about the first Darth Vader fight. Yeah. How I, how inept he looked. Yeah, and I didn't even mind Vader winning that fight. Like have him have him beat him. Um have the rust kind of still be there a little bit, but it didn't need to it didn't need to seem so drastic. Like he was running from Darth Vader, like literally running away. Um mm-hmm. and it was like don't make him run cuz that's never been that's literally never been in his character ever in any form of show. He's never been a guy to just run away. Um, so like, again, I, I talked to my dad about this. I go back to one specific episode in the Clone Wars where he's fighting Darth Maul and Darth Maul's apprentice, who's supposed to be like stronger than him at the same time. And he wins. Um, and it's like, that doesn't like, that's the character that you're bringing into this show. It don't have him running away from Vader. (laughs) Like that's not who he is. I think it was, yeah, it was a lot of the shock. Um, I think the, <laughs> I think the the best thing to come out of the show is the, uh, the like memes now of Qui Gon is the only character to die to a a uh, lightsaber thrust to the chest because yeah. Reva got thrusted twice and um, the head Inquisitor. Oh yeah, survived it too and. It was like quiet. I was just sitting here. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I could have got up after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, but maybe that just comes from who stabbed you. I mean, Darth Maul. It just gets you in the right spot. Um, Do you want to see a second season of this show? Yes. Give me more of Obi-Wan. I, I told you, he's like a top five movie character for me of all time. I will watch anything that Ewan does as Obi-Wan. That doesn't mean I have to like it, but I will always, while the show itself in totality, maybe I think was like a seven-ish for me, seven and a half. Um, He is always fun to watch. I always enjoy watching him on screen, even if he is running away from Darth Vader. He does it so well that I just, um, I love Ewan as Obi-Wan. So have him play the character for the rest of his life. I don't care. I'll still tune in to watch him play that character and i know that um hayden and ewan both said that they would love to do a second season um so they both love their characters so and why wouldn't they (laughs) it was so cool to have that little flashback to like attack of the clones time two of them training i think that was really cool yeah to let let hayden be anakin again i think they should have used that more yeah almost they really leaned into it um because we didn't really see hayden all that much no no i I had two episodes that's it um yeah i i'd be i'd be um excited to see the show just because it's open one i mean he's i think he's the best star wars character for me he's my favorite star wars character oh yeah um growing up but this show it was impossible for it to live up to the hype with how long it's been rumored to have been in the works it 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 went from like a movie to a tv show to a movie back to a tv show like all these things and there was no way they were going to please everyone i think it's just they just need to let it like maturate a little bit and stop rushing it like the fact that i knew that it was six episodes in the back of my mind was like okay things are just gonna it's gonna be happening here gonna happen fast yeah and I think that uh, kind of hurt the show a little bit. Yeah, at that point, just make it into a movie. Um, if there's that little content. Um, at least what the show did, and I, I enjoyed the show. I really did. I took my time watching it. There was really, <clears throat> the first two episodes were good. The first one was better than the second one. The last two episodes were good. The last one was better than the fifth one. The two in the middle were okay. 
Uh, my least favorite episode was that underwater like prison episode. That just that episode was was felt like a letdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, it at least it gave us some really cool Star Wars moments, um, like the scene with Vader dragging him through the flames. That was awesome. The final fight was really cool. Um, seeing Qui-Gon again, that was really, um, fun. Um, Hayden as Vader, that was awesome. So it gave us some really cool Star Wars moments. So for that, I'm happy. Um, but yeah, so if they do it again, make it longer. <laughs> why, why did Obi-Wan let Darth Vader live again? I think that was a can of worms that they should just not have opened up. Yeah, well... <laughs> He had to because he's alive in episode four, five, and six. No, so you'd yeah, that no, was funny, yeah, but of course he had to, yeah, right? But, but I they don't know. <laughs> have had like a fighter come down, and Obi Wan like had to leave quickly. Like he just he was like, oh yeah, I, I know Anakin, who's now Darth Vader. I've acknowledged that has just maliciously killed thousands upon millions of life forms pretty much throughout the galaxy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just you know what just care i just care about luke and leia at this point that's it no, you, he's always talking about I, I will do what i must no you don't obi-wan you're just all talk <laughs> this is twice now two strikes <laughs> well in his in all fairness anakin should have died in the third one <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was about he was about as burnt as you could possibly be. So, I mean, he should have died. And this one... Ble- bleeding out just doesn't exist. I guess In the not. Star Wars universe. Uh, and there, yeah, so even Qui-Gon looking at that, like, really? Like, <laughs> like that's... He, he can't go out like that. Um, but, yeah, he, had, he really had no excuse for not killing him. I mean, Vader buried him under rocks. So why, don't, why don't you bury him under some rocks? Or at least at least hurt him enough to make it feel like, okay, like he's not going to do this again. And I didn't get that part either. Why Vader just left. I did. Okay. So yes, that was, that was my only gripe with that last. I was like, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you, yeah. Wouldn't you want to stab him? You're like, Oh, the rocks, they got him. That's my, that's my vindication right now. As soon as he did that, I turned to Bree. I was like, all he's going to do is hold him up. (laughs) (laughs) I, that's funny. That's hilarious that you say that. Cause that was my first thought. I'm so mad. I didn't bring that up, but I, yeah, I looked to her. I was like, he's just got to hold him up. And then they hands boom underneath it, holding the rocks up. I was like, gee, it's not like he has the force or anything like that. I guess 10, 10 years didn't really allow Anakin to really learn from his ways yeah which by the way how over the course of two days is he barely able to lift leia and now he's got a thousand pounds of thousand like tons of rocks over him and you know he's fine let me just regroup real quick and then i'll throw him up because he reconnected right but again like that's what i mean by throwing him so far away from knowing that he from like connecting and then all of a sudden yeah i got this here comes this hailstorm behind me of rocks yeah he's a <clears throat> He was a but He was. The final fight was awesome. Except for that, yeah, I I agree. I don't know why Vader just didn't fly down and <laughs> he, he, mean, he dragged him, he drug him, I guess. No, I guess it's dragged. Dragged him through flames because he wanted to see him be tortured. That felt and like then, more of an, an attempt to kill him. And then he was like, Oh yeah, I'll just throw the this like rotten. <laughs> Put him in through an earthquake or something. <laughs> yeah. It just, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. First off, that fight was just so good. I thought it was easily got to be a top five lightsaber duels um, throughout the series. Um, the part where Obi-Wan like bashes Vader's chest plate with his yes. lightsaber hilt, I thought it was so cool mm-hmm. that they did that. You don't see that often with him actually using the hilt. Um mm-hmm. I guess not something I would have ever thought to put in, but it was, yeah, it was a really neat, neat touch. Um, but yeah, I mean, give, give me more Obi-Wan just because of you would. So. Yeah. I so. think next they gotta, they gotta bring Darth Vader back. They gotta bring uh, Mace Windu back. Cause we're all just waiting for him to show up. Cause he's alive. He's gotta be. <laughs> he's gotta be. I need Samuel Jackson back. <laughs> 
But I mean, they have so many different things that they could do. I don't know where Cad Bane is right now, if he's alive or not in this certain timeline. He'd be a fun mm-hmm. character to watch Obi Wan go up against. Um, I think Maul's dead. I think you said Maul was dead. Um, no, he's alive. And at this point in the. Yeah. Okay. So, well, they have the opportunity to do that. Oh, because I guess Rebels takes place. Yeah, after, it takes place right, right before New Hope. Pretty yeah much. okay so yeah so he's alive at this point um so they could go down that vein they so at that point i would imagine they would have cad vein still in there i mean he just appeared in the mandalorian mm-hmm. i mean not in the mandalorian boba fett um so he's he's they clearly have that character cast um they have a lot of things that they can do uh, a lot of different stories and there are so many different places in the star wars universe that they could go i mean they can make something up if they wanted to um so although eventually they're going to run out of like timeline and they're going to need to move off of the skywalker stuff <laughs> oh you you mean we didn't cover this one week of obi-wan on tatooine <laughs> well nothing really happened but we'll give you a show about it well, yeah we'll give you a show about <laughs> it. <laughs> how he ended up in the cave um it, yeah that's what we need to know yeah or how he got a job harvesting the beast meat or whatever uh what sorry was the no, interview process like no prior experience sir <laughs> ben you're a little old sir work history oh i can see you served under master yoda <laughs> <laughs> under references you seem to have uh qui-gon is he still a <laughs> is he still an able recipient for a call i'm sorry i haven't updated that in a while haven't been looking for a job Senator Bail Organa, really? How do you know him? <laughs> oh man. Well, let's see what happens going forward because they both, like I said, Hayden and you and both said that they want to keep doing more. So who knows when that'll when that'll come out. So um, all right. Well, that'll wrap it for us on 138. Again, like I said, we've got um, definitely a boys review coming next week and the craziness that is that show um 11th under review definitely for me hopefully you're gonna get to it by then i think you said sunday right yeah it depends Um, when um when we're gonna plan on filming but i should have time next week um so we should have those two uh coming down and then um possibly some baseball and some f1 some golf some tennis got a bunch of different stuff we could do so yeah we got wimbledon this weekend um the open next weekend uh i'm sure one f1 grand prix in time before we record um yeah yeah well if you all stuck around or whoever stuck around to the end of this episode we really do appreciate it uh, we will see you all next week have a fantastic week and uh yeah toodles toodles <laughs>